All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. is presented by Botano. The game starts now. Here are your hosts, Brent Wallace, Jason York, and Bobby Ryan. Happy Tuesday, everybody. Uh, Brent Wallace alongside you with uh, Bobby Ryan and Jason York as the Bobby Ryan birthday week continues here on the show. <laughs> I, by the way, just as a heads up, Bobby, no gift for you. We don't. I, we have no budget to send you any gift over the border. That's okay. I can always hit mute. That's a gift in itself. Touche. <laughs> <laughs> ah, uh, good morning, Yorkie, boys. how are you today? I'm good, Wally. Yeah, feeling good. Time change, though. I don't know about you guys. It's still getting up in, in the mornings. It's uh, still a little weird, isn't it? Time change. Well, maybe we should stop bit. doing the show at 5.30 a.m. <laughs> Hey, listen, we got things to do. <laughs> Bobby's got tea times right. to make, friends to entertain, money to hey, win on the golf it's course. 30, it's 31 degrees today. All the courses are shut down around here. We're in a, a freeze warning for all of Nashville because it's 31 degrees. So um, shut it nothing down. Special to, I, I got the fireplace guy coming in a little bit to get me dialed in. It'll be a nice day. <laughs> Fire will be crackling. Can you just noon. turn the TV on? Put the fire was, on was, the TV. Yeah, yeah. That's a, that's you know, it's the date move, eh? <laughs> Come on over. The fire's going. <laughs> YouTube. <laughs> I, just so you know, it's day five for me without Lisa around. So I'm pretty yes. much exhausted. It's the longest stretch she's ever gone away when left me here. So uh thoughts and prayers to me as I try to battle through yeah. walking the dog nine times a day. The house is still standing though. <laughs> 
It is. I even barbecued yeah. yesterday. Life is good here nice. at the resort. Not bad. <laughs> You've probably barbecued right. every night. You've probably barbecued every night because you don't know how to use a stove. I'm a, actually, I'm not <laughs> bad at cooking. It's when I want to. That's the problem. Yeah. yeah. So I just pretend I don't know how to use anything. I don't, I, I, I pretend I don't know how to do laundry so that I can never do the laundry. Well That's done. That's the play right there. Move. Yeah. 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 I'll shrink everything, but go ahead, uh, babe. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if you want me to, you may never see your socks again. Uh, so all right. Give, let's I'll get on to the go. show. As the Seds wrap up their, <laughs> their five game road trip tonight in Edmonton. Uh, as of right now, we don't know the status on Matthew Joseph or Thomas Shabbat, but I just checked. Uh, as of right now, in this morning, there is they weren't added to the IR as of right now. So I'm assuming, as it looks, either they're uh, not playing today or they're fine. I know that it's not very helpful, but it just doesn't look like it's been added to the IR. So no call-ups yet either. Um, they do have a couple of extra bodies, obviously, on their own. So we will get to lock of the day with Edmonton coming up later in the show. Uh, there are some things to discuss, and one of them, uh, Yorkie, as always, uh, you like to break down some video. And uh, so I spent uh, 23 hours yesterday coming up with a new graphic for Yorkie Vids. Uh, but before we get to that, let's get our sponsor reads out of the way. And I'll see if you're paying attention as we get through these. Uh, Alex, first we're going to call for, let's start off easy with Renfrew Pro Tape. And I'm going to give it Yorkie. Well, thanks again to our, our sponsor, Renfrew Poche. Uh, oh, God, get the marbles out of my mouth. <laughs> uh, the show is always held together by Renfrew Pro. It's the one with the green core. Fridays, free tape Fridays. Don't forget about that. RenfrewPro.com, available at all major retailers. That's a three. Yeah, yeah I know. Like, that's... <laughs> Sponsor, like you didn't are, even are give a crap thing. about that. Yeah, yeah like I was a little more excitement. I, I, like, man, I wasn't I was when it comes to the invested. number one tape in hockey, it's Renfrew Pro Tape. Listen, everybody I knows it. I didn't feel much best. heart. Yeah, there wasn't no, a lot of heart involved in that like, one. <laughs> when you say the one with the green core, you have to mean it. Yeah. A little power behind hey, it. Listen. If they've got no yeah. competition, there's no other tape like it. Like, everybody knows it. That's fair. That's fair. Okay. You, you should me. just trust me. Let's yeah. just say that it's next boring. time. <laughs> <laughs> uh, next up, our good friends at BEI. This is me here. Yeah, oh. I switched it up for you. All right. Thank, another special thank you. Another shout out to one of our other sponsors, Bonisher <laughs> Excavating. Heavy, see, Yorkie, you just started us off like, and I'm going to get a five now because of you. BEI, Bonish Air <laughs> Excavating. He heavy civil general contractor helping to shape the Ottawa Valley. When planning your next project, consider BEI for your aggregate supply needs. Um, again, as always, hiring across the board in any capacity that you can get yourself down there to. Uh, the web <laughs> website's BonisherExcavating.com. And give them a dial, 613-432-1120. Bonisher excavating, helping to shape the Ottawa Valley. Yorkie, you just started me right down the right. Like, no, you buried me, pal. <laughs> you, you had an eight going just until the end. Yeah, right at the end eight. there. Um, All right. there yeah, was, and if you'd mentioned like great HR where you get to play hockey on Fridays, that oh, might have been I a solid point part. too. 
I forgot that yeah, part. That would have been good. Um, and finally, our presenting sponsor is none other than Botano. Go to botano.ca. Uh, use the app and have, an amazing, and have an amazing world of sports always with you at Botano. Hundreds of betting options for events. Same game parlays with BetBuilder. Live in-game betting. And the most competitive odds in the market. Botano. The game starts now. 8.8. That's an easy 12. Yeah. Oh. Nice. Nice. Well done. What's your specialty? All right. Let's get on with it, shall we? Uh, <laughs> I know uh, Alex is busy in the back, but Alex, it's time to roll in now, if we can, the new animation for the video room. I look Come at on. five foot, five foot six, little tiny body, giant head. <laughs> I look like George look Costanzo great. with hair. <laughs> well done. I like, I like very, it, Wally. Very. I love the satellite on the side. Well done, guys. Yeah, yeah. Don't yeah. forget, there is the Bobby Ryan bobblehead on the shelf, just so that in case there was any concern that you weren't present in the yes. video room. <laughs> oh there it is okay i was like i feel like yeah. i'm playing where's waldo looking for that yeah there we go okay uh time for you geniuses to break down some video we're gonna go to the calgary game uh didn't go quite in ottawa's favor let's show some plays shall we we're gonna start from the top here wally we're gonna start i think we're just gonna show the uh the first three goals of the game you know what's interesting about this game guys we go back to it there were two goal posts and one goal called back because of an offside. So this is the one I always that, that I, I always scratch my head off. On a one draw, because the Ottawa Senators win that puck back, right? I, I always hate us as a defenseman. How the hell did two guys jump by the forwards? You end up with a two-on-one. So stop it there for a sec. So right away, your D goes into pinch. And Bobby, maybe you can tell on the wingers here, are they just like, how, how do their guys jump by them on this play? Like, how does this, it's a bad pinch right away, right? Yeah. But how does this turn? Like, this, this is a bad pinch. The only person well, that really gets a pass. Up. Yeah. And I mean, the only one that gets a pass from me is Brady because he's, he's what you call, I mean, he's the gunner, no matter what he's going through, like his last thing to do is to, to hold up. Um, because I mean, you're on the power play. Any any lost draw, you need that immediate pressure. So he gets a pass, and he get, and then you know he's kind of getting to a spot because right now he's thinking, oh, we're fine. The puck's won. Um, you know, the only thing I'll and Pinto Pinto actually won the battle. The puck just got you know chipped by him. Sanderson's up too much. Like, but there, I mean, three breakdowns right at, right out of the gate there. Um, and then you can go into the rest of the play, but. They didn't so much get jumped past as, as Brady Brady tried to shoot through and shoot that gap and get in there. And then, um, you know, mm. G's guy beat him up the ice, but G's thinking he won the draw, so he's not seeing any of that kind of stuff. Yeah. So if we go back on this, Alex, the, here, here's what I don't like. So stop it right here, right here. So right there, and this is, I think teams now, I don't think, I know what they're doing. They're really pressuring Ottawa down ice because they know they've got a forward back there that can't defend. And in this point, it, it's to brink it. And if you look at the Ottawa Senators in, in, in this position, I'm a, I'm a big proponent of you have to protect the middle of the ice. So right here, Ottawa had great position. You have your defenseman in front, Debrinket's right there, and then Pinto's back there. So all three players have inside position on the ice. This all starts with a 
very bad defensive play by Dabrinkit. He he doesn't even need to go at him there. If he just would have held his ice, held his ice, and not make that big swoop, nothing bad happens here. And and this is for me when it all happens. Go back right here, Dabrinkit, right there. Just stay, just stay. But that that play, and then the guy comes in late. But they go from protecting the middle of the ice to me to leaving the m middle of the ice wide open. It all happens to me with it. Whoop, little swoop. Just stop. Stop, and nothing bad happens. But this is a body. It's the old drive-by. <laughs> drive-by. Here you go. Anything but what you but did. Just, Do anything but just, what you did. <laughs> just stop. Where are and you then going? Not only, not, only do, not only does he do a drive-by, he goes to the boards. So he just kept skating to the bench. <laughs> yeah, so that's the thing. If if you're gonna go f with your with four forwards, then once you're back in your own zone, you have to make a conscious effort to play some kind of defense. So again, all back, middle of the ice, one swoop. Pinto has his guy. So to me, this plays all on Debrinket, and it's one nothing, and he knows it too. Like a, guys aren't stupid. You go to the bench, you're like I can't be doing that. So. One nothing, yeah. um, and again a surety. And you know, Ottawa, Ottawa Twitter exploded after this one. <laughs> it was to the point in this game where Ottawa wanted to start uh, declining penalties. But it, that's a very easy. This has nothing to do with who's on the power play. Do we have two defense? Should Chikrin be on the point? Oh, Thomas Shabbat, he's wrecking the power play. No, this is stops and starts. Basic hockey 101. Stop. Nothing bad happens. Yep. Bobby, I don't agree more. That's yeah. no, no. Big, big swoop. And then um, the hard part there is Sanderson because he's in no man's land, right? He can't go to the puck. He can't. He's just got to try to stay where he is. And then you got a guy streaming down the middle for a one timer. I mean, he's he's got nothing. I guess the only sure. thing I would have said is maybe he could have edged more towards going towards you know the goal scorer, but. Because Backlund's on his backhand out there, but you can't give him free reign to walk to the net. So he's he's stuck. Pinto's got his guy back door. I mean, it all, it all comes back to the big. I mean, if Debrinkat just kind of, he doesn't even have to go towards the guy. Just just either stop or or keep him on the backhand outside the dots, and you're good to go. Yeah, yeah. All right, so let me ask mistake. a question. One, one nothing. What's up? So the Sens have given up, uh, and we've talked about there's seven shorthanded goals since the All Star break. Is there a lack of accountability? with this group so this is i i don't know I because I, it's hard to say what's going on behind closed doors but i'm sure dj's got them in there every day and he's in their face about the fact that you're not only not creating momentum or goal scoring right now on the power play you're giving us a chance to lose by giving up shorthanded goals and deflating everything um so i don't know if it's a lack of accountability or if or if they're just so flustered because the power play has been so good and the strength of the team for so long that when it's not, everybody's running around. And that happens, right? You get to a point where you're not scoring, so you're really tight and you're trying to make something out of nothing all the time. So I think there's a little bit of that. But I don't think there's a lack of accountability when you have guys in the room like G, Chucky, um, you know, guys, guys that are dragging other players into the fight. I don't think that's the issue here. I, I, I don't see that being the issue. And you can okay. elaborate more, Yorkie. I just with the group of guys that they have in there and some of the veteran presence, I don't think there's a lack of accountability by any means. Well, if you'd say there's a lack of accountability from the coaching staff, well, Dabrinkit got taken off the first unit. So they, they did change right. things up and, and I'll guarantee you they weren't happy with that play. Like, and, and oh no. Yeah. 
like so there how do you the only way to hold players accountable is you got to switch things up change ice time so you know people again people can blame thomas shabbat but if you look at the goals on what happens it's that's that's an issue for me again of of it's early in the game it's zero zero this is a huge game and realizing that i'm in a i'm in a zone right now where if i get beat something bad's gonna happen so it's just again it's 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 that's the thing when you have forwards on the point they're not used to being in those situations around especially wingers right bobby around the front of the net in your own zone so it's a different thing but um no, I don't think there's a lack of accountability. Not at this time of year. There's, I, I, I'll no. tell you right now. We said it. We said it yesterday. They are going over video. They're going over things. And to me, why is the power play not working? It's mental. This time of year, it is a mental thing, and they're getting chances. They're just not scoring, and it almost seems yeah. right after they miss, the other team's coming down and getting a shorty on them. So it's it's between the ears. Yeah, very much so. Okay, just he, but Alex DeBrinket in that game played 2053 which is the most he's played in 12 games. Well, that's the problem. You want to you want to you you're trying to come back in games because you're chasing the game. So right. What do you do? Your 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 scoring depth is so thin with your top 6 guys and your bottom 6 don't produce that much and when you look who's on your bottom 6, you got a lot of guys that hey, you got to try and win the game, right? So it's yeah. um I don't blame the coaches for doing that. It's you, you're trying to put the guys on you think they can score, and and uh, for the most part, too, Debrinket's been a pretty responsible player. It's just he's he's going through a bad stretch right now. Yeah, yeah, and it, and it's and it's heightened because they're losing, right? So we're we're here nitpicking right. and pulling them apart because yeah. they're losing and they're and, and the right. season's running out. Of, I mean, you're looking at it; they're they're running out of runway here. So every every mistake gets magnified. That's just a, that's the nature of this time of year, yep. right? Exactly, and that's fair because exactly. we went from talking about this power play being the best that's ever been assembled for the Ottawa Senators to being awful in seven games. Yeah. And now we're yep. talking like we should never have these five guys on the ice ever again type thing. So and that's ridiculous, but that's what, but that's what playing at this time of the year does. It's the games are, the games are, they're heightened. Every little mistake becomes that more important versus the last five years when, you're you're playing with not you don't have this kind of pressure and this is why i hate using this expression this is why meaningful games are meaningful because little no, mistakes can't matter say that anymore <laughs> yeah but that's anyways let's let's go to the next goal here I think we okay spent 20 minutes on to number on two hiring for your small business if you're not looking for professionals on linkedin you're looking in the wrong place that's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 
Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. So again, in this position, you look at, again, the middle of the ice. Everything's pretty good. The centers are in the middle of the ice. And then it's blown coverage on the back door. So yeah. it's just, it, it seems they get stretched out when they don't need to. Um, you know, Bobby, I'll let you go first on this one again on, on what you're seeing here. Well, you know what the general rule of thumb is on the penalty kill when there's a bobbled puck or, you know, a breakdown, like it's a broken entry. We'll start with that. And that broken entry gives every single player a chance to jump. That's, that's rule number one, broken entries and bobbled pucks. You jump. You force and you try to get them out. So everybody's forcing here. The only thing I would say is Zub's, Zub makes a good play here. And and this is not this is an opportunity for him to go. And I don't have a problem with him going here. Right? He's on the guy's ass. He's got a he's got a little bit of a gap. Um and he but he he does go too high. And look I mean, look at the center of the ice right now. Gambrell, obviously, I think is the other guy. He goes down to cover, but he leaves the coverage to go back on this play and that's and that's you have to stay there and I, I know he's looking at 49 in the middle of the ice going okay here's a guy but that guy's not a one-timer threat and you got yeah. a 200 goal scorer in Lindholm standing there you know with a stick in the rafters waiting for a pass you cannot leave that guy if if the, if everybody jumps and everybody moves but they do get settled down when Toffoli makes this play you have to recognize that okay they're settled I have a guy I'm covering a guy stay just stay right next to your guy, and you don't you don't let a goalie get backdoored. You know, another another yeah. main staple of the rule. But when you leave that guy, you have no opportunity. And Zub can't go that high, and Gambrell can't leave his guy. So there's a couple little breakdowns. But I don't have a problem with anything they do up until this point. And you can elaborate more again. But I just they're fine right now. Just stay where you are, and don't leave a guy yeah. backdoor like that. Well, there's <laughs> he a... stop that puck and remember walk the, it into the net. Remember the rule. <laughs> so all coaches will have a saying. They have a saying when you're supposed to go on the penalty kill. It's called eyeballs and assholes. If you can yeah. see the oh, player's yeah. eyeballs, if you can see the player's eyeballs, which means he's facing you and he has puck control, you never go. But if he's turned to you and you see his ass, what they call asshole, then you go at him. <laughs> the only thing with, with defensemen, I think once that puck is over the top of the circles, you don't want to go. The only time... Yeah. So when Zub when Zub goes here, stop it. Keep it going until Zub finally goes here. So right here, stop it. He's got no chance of getting that puck. There's zero yeah. chance. So yeah, he, he that's when you got to make a a conscious decision with, and use your hockey sense. If I go here, what are my what's my chances of getting the puck? Not very good. And look at the route he takes too. He's coming up the boards. And again, I always go yeah. back to, I always come back to the middle of the ice. And he's putting himself in a horrible position here. Um, so to me, top of the circles, if I'm a defenseman, I'm not going here. 
I'm going to stop and I'm going to retreat back to the middle of the ice and live to fight another day. But that that stretches out the entire box right away. And now everyone's got to make a decision. So there's no way you can get back in time. And you're right, 27, Gambrell, he jumps up. But it, these are such split-second decisions where you're trying to do the right thing. And, you're, yeah, that guy's not on a, a one-timer position. That's why uh, it shouldn't go. But it's just this is how you score on the power play. Get them stretched out. All starts here. Bad play by Zub. And then it just uh, it compounds into that. So eyeballs and assholes. Yeah. That's the saying for today. <laughs> uh, we, uh, I'm going to ask you this question, and it's not to be negative. It's just a curious thing. Of we talked about this time of year and playing games that they're not winning, so they're trying to fight for their playoff lives. Is this a team that's just making these mistakes because they're trying so hard to get right back in the game right away? I believe so. I I think when you start to lose a little bit, you start to and, and again. A lot of these guys haven't been in this position at this time of year, but the the panic button's a lot easier to hit. And I think that they're they're looking at it like, hey, we're down by one, we're down by two, we're still in it, but we we we're gonna forget to pay attention to detail and chase offense, and that's not the way to win at this time of year. You almost have to be more patient than you ever are and win the game in the third period, right? And and, and chip away at it. And they're not doing that. They're they're cheating for offense, and yeah. it's costing them, you know, three and four goal leads after that. Yeah, and Zub's another great example of a, of a guy that's never really played mm -hmm. in, in this kind of atmosphere. He's always been dependable, and he doesn't make a lot of mistakes. And the last couple of weeks, I've I've seen him kind of unzub like You're seeing some turnovers. Yeah. You're seeing some decisions like that. And again, he's a guy, like he's older, but as far as NHL experience goes, doesn't have a lot. So this is, this yeah. isn't, he's going to, he's going to learn from these situations as well. I think we're going to see him here shortly on another clip. And I, I thought the same thing about him and, um, in that one. So, and it's not to call, not to call the player out because I, I do think at times he's their most dependable guy back there on the defensive side For of sure. the puck. So yeah. 100%. Um, yeah, he's getting exposed a little bit and that's, it's a lesson by fire, right? That's all it is really. Well, yeah, without no, further true. ado, I guess yeah. without further yeah. Zub, if you will. <laughs> poor Zub. I love Zub. He's such he's usually such a dependable guy. This one though, the, this whole play for me. Okay. Um and and uh, yeah. I'll just go quick to start it off here, Bob. That's a pretty fortunate goal there for Huberto. That was a double yeah. deflection. But it all starts two things for me that stick out on this play. Pinto has to get this puck deep. Zub yeah. probably again, leave the middle of the ice. Bad things happen, but that is very fortunate tip. But this all starts right here. But I'll say this: sometimes you got to give credit to their team. Look how good the gap is there. By the, the gap's defense. incredible. You yeah. talk about a great gap, and a lot of guys, they he think Pinto thinks he has more time to turn around and spin and then chip it deep. But great gap causes the turnover, and then watch Shabbat's line there. If you can go back to what Shabbat does there, guys. Again, it's. It's middle of the ice. When you leave the middle of the ice, bat, watch Shabbat's route. Defensemen are taught in the neutral zone. When you are going to regroup and regain ice, and it's tough because he's already in the middle of the ice, but he goes from the middle of the ice to the outside of the ice. And then there's it's he has zero time to recover because of the route he takes with his skating. But everybody thought Pinto was going to get this puck deep. 
He doesn't get it deep yeah. because it's a great gap by the defenseman. Shabbat, the only thing I'll, I'll say about Shabbat, my last thing here, Bobby, I'm not sure why he's joining the play there because yeah. there's not much offense that's going to come from what Pinto is doing. Best case scenario, yeah. this is going to be a dump in by Pinto. And Shabbat is so yeah. wide on the play. To me, it's the wrong time to support the play. Nothing good's happening from it. So bad, bad, bad play not to get it in, caused by the good gap. Shabbat's caught two on one. Shabbat or Zub leaves a little bit of the middle of the ice and a very fortunate tip. Anything else you see there, Bobby? Not not a thing. I would say that that would be a real big position for me if I'm Chabby to hold back and wait for something more to develop. And if you can be the fourth man in that rush, fine. You don't need to be the third. Um and again, you know, you you break the whole goal down, and it's there's a lot of fortunate things that happen here for Calgary. It goes off Zub's shin pad oh. right to a height where Huberto can just get a touch on it. This actually wasn't the goal that I was talking about. There was one where Zub made a play at a defensive blue line to step up into something that he shouldn't have. But nothing. This just comes down to a rookie mistake of being in a two-one game on the road. Uh, you know, you're fourth or five on the road. That puck's got to get deep. You got to put the work boots on and get back in the game the old-fashioned way. And you know, Pinto didn't do that, and it leads to breakdowns all over the ice. But um, and 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 Chabby, you know, he's such a good skater that you almost give him the latitude to to take that route because he's usually going to get back. But that route takes him 15 feet out of the play, and he ends up missing by 10. Right? That's all that really comes down yeah. to. If he just takes a quick little button hook to the center of the ice, we're probably not talking yeah. about the goal. Um, okay. but it does nothing changes. The it's, puck's got to get deep. I think yeah, this is the one yeah, here I was yeah. talking about. There's no. What are you doing, Zub? Like. You got a guy on the inside track of Parker Kelly there. There's no reason to move up into that play. Um, just just let that play develop in front of you. Let Parker Kelly buy some ice here because um, he's got no chance. Look at this. This guy's flying down the middle. You have to know that Parker's beat. You have to know that you can just hold. Like a defensive responsibility in Yorkie, you know this. When you got numbers coming at you at speed, you just hold the center and wait for help. And he doesn't do that. He forces them into it. And the guy makes a nice little chip pass into space. But if you don't, if you don't go there, you give up nothing. Absolutely nothing. You might give a shot out from this, a shot off from the outside, and that's about it. You see the big difference between Calgary and Ottawa, though. How tight Calgary's gap is on on the Ottawa's forwards, and how loose. Ottawa's gap like look so look where the defenseman is here and watch where Ottawa's defense are that puck yeah. is on the other side of the red line and the D are already back at the top of the circles we're always taught as D to get up the ice get up the ice get get your gap get your gap and you look at the gap there by I think it's Zub and Shabbat they're so far back and they're given so much time and space and then then it then it then it it forces Zub to come forwards because he didn't establish a good gap initially. And I'm not yeah. sure why there's, was there, it wasn't even a line change, Bobby. I just, they got to get a tighter gap. There's way too much space between Ottawa's forwards and Ottawa's defense. And it makes it way too easy for Calgary. Yeah. Couldn't agree more. Then can I ask, I got a question. How are you 66 games into the season and still dealing with this? So with gaps, this is when you talk about back-to-backs. You got to work to get up ice. I just remember we, you'd, be, you'd be doing practice drills, three-on-two regroups, three-on-two regroups, and the D coach is with, he's like, yo, get up the ice, get up the ice, get up the ice. And when you're in practice, why is he yelling at me? We're tired here, but that's part of it. In a back-to-back -back scenario like that, it's easier not to get up the ice. And that's not a systems thing. That's not a coaching thing. 
that is a conscious decision by the defenseman that they're just probably a little gassed. I, I don't know what was going on with the shift length there because we caught the clip there. Maybe they were on the ice for an extended shift. But that's what happens when you have loose gaps. Loose gaps give time and space. And Bobby, hey, great thing to have time and space, right? Imagine you time and space all the time. You'd be, you'd be putting up 100 oh, points you. over here. <laughs> Right. Thank you very much. Yeah, that'd be great. That'd, that'd be great. But if a D is going to charge you forwards at the blue line, you're going to go, whoop, here we go. Like it's, Thank it's you very easy. much. But there, I mean, the fact that the guy that got the puck that made the pass had 10, 10 feet of space at the offensive blue line to turn around and make the play that he wants just i mean that just gives you a it gives you the impression of a terrible gap and it was it was and then you got a guy coming forward at you and that's the easiest chip in hockey he's just you're just going to chip it by him and yeah. lay it in the space so yeah yeah it's there might have been fatigue i don't know what the, the fatigue um and then on top of it you're already down three to one and you're feeling like you're not getting back in the game so there's that little loose casualness that you're like okay maybe the forwards will do it for us <laughs> so that's kind of what you're hoping that, for at that point the other thing too when 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 things are going badly for you, when you give up some two-on-ones, when you're getting scored on, a lot of times, just with uh, psychologically with your brain, D will stay back. She's like, shit, I don't want to get beat. I don't want to get beat. I'm going to stay back. Mm -hmm. and, but you make it worse. You make it worse. And you watch Wait, the good yeah. teams. The good teams stay up on the other team's forwards, but it's, hey, it's there's a lot of different reasons for it. Um, but I, I'm, I'm just, for, for Zub, I'll say this again. A little bit of a drop off in his play lately. Um, just uh, you, you usually don't notice Zub, and when you don't notice yeah. Zub, you like he's had a great game. But now I'm noticing him again. Long season, who knows? Maybe he's banged up a little bit. He's played hurt this year, but he's uh, he's a little unzub like for me lately. Yeah, I agree. I, I'm wondering if he's still battling through injury. Like he's played, I think, Maybe. 47 games this year. Uh, that's yeah. a very good point about. Perhaps, uh, I mean, he did play twenty-one oh three in that game, um, but I'm with you on what you notice from him. Uh, he's a very quiet player, which is exactly what you want. That's those are the yeah. players that never get any attention, and then you're like, when they're gone, you're like, uh oh, uh, yeah, we could use that guy <laughs> right? right now. Yeah, yep. <laughs> he's true. such a smart guy. When he's uh, he's so smart when he's playing well. He's just so smart, so under the radar. He does so many good little things, and hey. This is the thing. It's a tough friggin' game. Guys are going to make mistakes. Uh, it happens all the time. Yep. We're nitpicking here, but this is the nitpicking yep. time of year. Why are they losing? These are just examples of why. Well, uh, perhaps then we find a little positive in the way Jacob Chikrin has played. Has he played better than maybe you guys thought? Or I also know he plays in the other uh, conference, which limits the access and plays in Arizona, which limits it even more. Uh, is there been any surprise to his game that you've noticed? Not for me. I, I mean, not for me. I think he's come in and he's been good. He's moved the puck well. He's he's given them cleaner breakouts than they've had on, you know, different units back there. Um, I, I always knew he skated well. I didn't, I didn't know he skated as well as he did. Um, he, he really, really is smooth and glides, glides to um, – to areas very very well so i don't think i'm surprised i think we're going to see a lot if chabby's down we're going to really see um exactly what he is and what his game can be uh because he's going to be taking on a lot more minutes here going forward is my guess 
But I, but no, no surprises for me. Steady player, just makes the right play a lot of time. Gives you a little bit of offense. Has a bomb from the point when he wants to shoot it. So, um, I think the scouting reports reflected of how he's played. Right. Yeah, yeah, and and we got to remember too. He's had pretty well zero practice time with the team. He's been thrown right into the yeah, fire but... here, into a very important part of the season. I think he's handled extremely well. Like he's come in. He had a he had like a. Like a, it was like a movie scripted debut at home with the goal and assist. He was one of the stars of the game. I, I think he's been really good. I watched him a lot early in his career, uh, especially when coming out of junior. He used to try and force things a lot because he's such a great skater. Mm -hmm. He's so talented. He used to get caught running around a little bit. Now, I'll be honest, I hadn't watched him a lot in Arizona. But since his earlier times in the league, he's a lot more composed. His game's quieter. And, hey, that's what happens after you played in the league for – whatever he's played three, 400 games, you just, you relax. And the games, the game, I like to call it slows down for you. And it seems now he's yeah. just, he seems to be in a really good headspace as a player. And there's so many things to like about his game. And hey, he's made a few mistakes too, but again, they yeah. get magnified at this time of year. But uh, overall, Bob, I agree. He's been really good. Yeah. Well, you know what the issue is sometimes for those guys, he's been, considered a number one prospect and all that stuff since 14, mm -hmm. 13, like he's been able to skate so well and dominate so early that he's never had to face that kind of, I guess, yeah. reeling back in, right? Injuries and then you too. get to the he's NHL been, where been, everybody's, yep. Yeah. yeah. And he's had some injuries. So like for it's me, it's one, um, some big ones. Yeah. And even this year, how long did he have to sit out with Arizona before they traded him? Like that's not easy. Yeah. Three when you're weeks. not playing hockey, when you're three weeks, like he's coming in here right away. And I know they used him in a little bit, but from not playing at all uh, to coming in and playing, that's, that's a big ask. So he, he's done very well, in my opinion. I agree. Well, I, I agree joke more. now because he's played the last two games twenty over 24 minutes. Uh, so he's just he's already ready to take over Thomas Shabbat's role uh, since – Shabby oh, plays Wally. 25 minutes you, of more. You're running, you running Shabbat. Are you on the Shabbat, run Shabbat out of town? No, no, that's not what I said. <laughs> what, all next I'm for saying you? is if he. Oh, God, here we go. Okay, so, all right. The, is going to be after you again. Than, if, you had to pick, if you had to pick one guy on your team, are you taking Thomas Shabbat or Jacob Chikrin? One guy for what? What's the question here? For To move on, to build my franchise with? To, to build your defense with... around. Right now, I'm, I'm taking Jake Sanderson because of his age. Listen, can you just listen <laughs> to the question? You said one guy. Please. You said if you're taking one no, guy from the... I gave you the option, Thomas Shabbat or Jacob Chikrin. Which guy are you taking? I'm taking Chikrin because his contract's way better. It's way better. He's at under and he's got – you control the asset. I Listen, I no, think anybody I'm not right money. now – listen, listen, you're playing a beer league game tomorrow. Who are you taking as your top D? Oh, I, okay, beer league game. I'm taking Shabbat all freaking day long. In beer league? Come on. He's going to light it up. Light it up. I, hey, anybody that's made a decision right now on who the number one D is, who's better, who's worse, I need to see Jacob yeah. Chikrin play longer, and I need to yeah. see Thomas Shabbat play down the stretch. I don't yeah. – evaluating Shabbat for the last five years, I want to see how he plays down the stretch here. I want to see how Chikrin plays down the stretch here. I, I've said this before. We've all said this. 
the best time to evaluate players is this time of year and obviously the playoffs. I want to wait and see how the defense plays. By the end of the season, I will have your answer. I agree. I don't think it's fair to either one of them to 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 pick one based on, you know, Chikram being here for five games and being a breath of fresh air when Chabby's been in the fire for a lot longer and, and has really carried the load for five years. And maybe he's not at his best right now. And I think everybody in Ottawa can agree with that. I think Chabby would be the first to tell you he's not playing his best hockey, but he's played a lot of hockey and he's played a lot of bad hockey. So habits have kicked in. You revert to habits when you, things aren't going well. So he's reverting back to habits that were cultured into him in a losing environment. And they're coming out of that losing environment. So I would, I'd really, really like to see Chabby down the stretch play some good hockey, and then he can kind of build on that for next year. But I, I don't think it's fair to either one of them because Chikrin hasn't played here long enough either. He's running on fumes and adrenaline right now, and that's going to calm down a little bit as well. So mm-hmm. kind of, you know, it's a tough loaded question, but I'm still Chick. I'm, I'm taking Chabby right now. I just, I love, I love playing with him. He, he settles the game down so much for you. Yeah. I just don't, there. I See, don't know. Jason, I don't listen, Yorkie, I, how easy it was to answer that question. I don't know <laughs> what, I can't evaluate Chikrin on five games. I can't. Yeah. Like Not I want, I want to see him play. I want to see him play tonight. How does he play against McDavid? This is to me. This is a great game to watch and and see how guys play against the best player in the world, and arguably the second yeah. in Drysital. So, it's uh, I think it's way pre- premature to even have that discussion. You want to talk about evaluating players? I know we don't have time for this, but people that were evaluating Debrinket the first five games, but now we've seen him for a full season. You got a better idea of what the player is. Like I I need to see both play longer. Um, that's so anyways, not answer until I see both players down the stretcher. And I will answer. I will answer at the end of the season. I'm gonna get a fence sitting graphic for you. Um <laughs> so do you wanna <laughs> do you wanna save Debrinket until Thursday? Yeah, because yeah, it's a longer conversation. Yeah, if he yeah. scores okay. two, then yeah, so I we're think gonna... he should. Uh, we're going to uh, move on. By the way, Jake Sanderson needs one point tonight to tie Eric Carlson for third most points by a rookie uh, for the Sens in franchise history. Does either one of you, this will be tougher for Bobby. Uh, oh, he's going to put that graphic up. Does either one of you uh, know who would be the leading rookie defenseman in points for the Ottawa Senators in the franchise history? Who has the most points as a rookie D-man in franchise history? This will be tough for Bobby because it's well before his time in Ottawa. A rookie D in his first year. So, which rookie D has the most points in franchise history? In a season. I mean, uh, if you're, I mean, you're yeah. way well before me, but I'm just, I was, I'm taking a shot at Reds, but I don't know. Wade Redden would be number two. Okay. Yeah, it's not, it's not, it's not Redden. I think it's. Um, Jeez, rookie D. God. I think it's before Wade Red and Wally. No. But uh, 0506, no, they were actually D partners. Oh. Is it uh it's not pricing. Mezeros? Oh, Mezeros. Oh. Yeah, that's who it is. That's ding, who ding, it ding, is. Ding, yeah. Ding. Was that right? Congrats, Bobby. Yeah. Nice. Wow. Nice. I, I actually that's thought his cool. name, but yeah, okay. 
How yeah. many points, Wally? Andre Mazaros. What do you get? He had 39 points. Thir- uh, Reds had a... 30 and Eric Carlson, 26. Jake Sanderson, 25. Solid. Okay. Yeah, Mazaros had some... Uh, yeah. Are we saying Mazaros or Mazaros? It was always people said different ways. How'd you do it? Mazaros. He had, he had he put together a couple good seasons here. Yep. Yeah. A little underrated. And then they uh, yeah. then they made some changes. Um, all right. Yeah. So time for lock of the day as we get to the Edmonton Oiler game. As the Sens wrap up their five-game road trip, lock of the day is always brought to you by Botano, where the game starts now. Go to Botano, download the app, and uh, play alongside our genius pickers. And the smartest man in hockey is still Jason York. Gentlemen. Thank you. Uh, I'm going to start with Yorkie for this. Really? Okay. Well, I, I, I'm taking Edmonton. I've got uh, I've got Edmonton, <laughs> McDavid. Uh, they're just coming off, I believe, a loss of Toronto, uh, where they played very well. Edmonton yeah. still like they're they're a wild card team right now. Another really important game for both teams. But Edmonton at home, they're flying at home all the time. Um, I just think. Yeah. You know, with with the with the goaltending situation in Ottawa right now, you got two rookies back there. Do we know who the starter is yet, Wally? Has that been announced? Do we know who's starting in that's for who? For Ottawa? Well, it's six twenty five in the morning out no. there, so probably not. Yeah. D- I'm guessing no. DJ Smith never like announces his, his starter anymore. Is Sogard oh, healthy enough to start? Years. I don't know. Because they so, didn't skate yeah, yesterday, any- so we don't know the update. Regardless of who the goalie is, I'm taking Edmonton. Okay. Okay. I, I and I have to agree with you here. I'd I'd love to I'd love to go the other way to try and bridge this gap that I got between us, but um I can't. I think I again they're in a wild card spot. You got a guy with hundred and twenty five points, which is just ridiculous. Um and then the second leading score in the league is right there on the line. So I don't. I don't think Edmonton or I don't think Ottawa is going to be able to contain them. I. I do think we're going to see a really good game out of Ottawa. They don't look yeah. defeated yet to me. They look like they're in every game. I think we're going to see one hell of a pushback between by them. But it comes down to goaltending and special teams. If your power play is not going, you're not beating Edmonton. If you're giving up power play goals, um, and their and their power play is good in Edmonton, I just I don't I don't see the depth here um, to really compete with them for sixty minutes. So I'm taking Edmonton. Uh, Bobby, it's good to see you're taking your own advice and not trying to get it all back in one foul swoop like the Ottawa Senators, right? You're being playing yeah, the patient I'm, game. Well, you know when to. I'm playing. I'm running out of time, though. Uh, <laughs> I mean, still time. Yeah. Yeah, yeah still time. Yeah. Here's a question I have, though. So uh, Ottawa's wrapping up a five-game road trip, so they're they're tired, if you will, tired of being on the road. Uh, Edmonton's just coming home from a five-game, four-game yep. road trip. Does that is there anybody with an advantage in either one of those? No, I think there's a fatigue on both levels because Edmonton came home, probably had a day off and relaxed. So there is that, but they're 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 way more concentrated on a playoff fight than Ottawa is right this second. So I think this game means more to them. That's and and this would be your classic trap game. I don't know how they did on the road. This would be your tra- classic trap game, but I don't I don't so, see it at this point in the year. This Edmonton is, this is went the problem. Uh, two and two, and yeah. they gave up uh, 18 goals in four games. They gave up two seven spots, one to Winnipeg and one to Toronto. 
this is the problem. Yeah, and this is this is the issue with the Ottawa Senators right now. I'll say it again. They're so young down the middle. So your matchups on the road right now. So you got Stutzla playing against McDavid probably. Stutzla is dynamic, unbelievable on the offensive side of the puck, but he's still learning the defensive side of the game. And it is so hard to be a center iceman down low against Connor McDavid's line. Like that is tough, (laughs) tough. Like, hey, I'm not saying like not saying anything nobody knows. And then you got Nugent Hopkins, who's also a really tough guy. Derek Ryan is a really good depth centerman. So this is a big ask for Ottawa centers. Like, and this is this is end of the year, big games. They're just young. They're young down the middle. And uh, hey, great experience. A great game to evaluate, but man, it's a big ask for Ottawa Senators to go against a, Ottawa's centers to go against a, what, what you got down the middle in Edmonton. Very much agreed. So, so and Connor McDavid after all just that. lights. Well, I, I just I'm trying to point out just to help people with their perhaps their betting decisions. Connor McDavid uh, lights up Ottawa, right? Thirty-seven points. He's got the most points by an Edmonton Oiler against the Ottawa Senators in franchise history. Um, 21 games, he's only been held pointless in four of those games against Ottawa. I don't believe tonight is going to be number five. So no, uh, I'll go back to everybody saying I hate the Ottawa Senators as I pick the Edmonton Oilers. But I just I don't <laughs> see a power play that's struggling. Again, a penalty kill that's not been great necessarily. Yeah. Uh, so, well, I shouldn't say that. They've actually been pretty good, but they're facing the number one power play in the league. So... Yeah. Ottawa it is. Uh, sorry, Edmonton it is. Yeah, yeah. The only no, way Ottawa wins this game is making up anything here today. <laughs> yeah, the only way they win this game is if, just... if their power play gets back on track. They get unbelievable yeah. goaltending and the, and they stay out of the penalty box and don't get Edmonton. So if those three things happen, but that's a big ask. The, see the and the, the part they where need you go, a bottom okay, six over... guy. Yeah, but this is the part where your power play, Wally, too. You go, you know what? We're 0 for 20, and tonight they go 3 for 4, and and we're all sitting here on Thursday going, damn it. <laughs> so, um, I never doubted so the power I, play. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, then, then we're talking about how good the break cat was on that flank. Um, but, I, <laughs> but honestly, I, I hope they come out of it tonight. I do, but I just can't, I can't take them yeah. in good conscience. Yeah, with you. Okay, but they do play well against teams like Boston – um, they do. Maybe there is it be- because there's such a, a heightened awareness of Dreisaitl and McDavid that they've got to step up. I don't know. I, I'd like to see them win that game, but boy, they're just yeah. facing an Edmonton team that just seems to have a lot more to, to play with than, than yeah. Ottawa does. Agreed. Yeah. No, you guys are so out. negative. Just negative. Um, Listen, you're, and then they, you're you're the one you're the one that gets it on YouTube every day on your on your comments section. They, you just they they come after I'm you. Just, I'm taking the heat. I and I don't mean it that way. Listen, I'd love to see Ottawa go 82 and 0. It makes our life so much easier to talk all that stuff. But that's just not reality at the yeah. moment. Um, there can I? We got a few minutes left. I just want to ask one question about injuries. Uh, and I took some heat for – people have been like, well, if you take the top two goalies out of any team and the number one center, you're going to struggle too. That's fair, but this isn't the only team that's ever dealt with injuries uh, in its career. And I remember at one point covering the Sens when they were missing their top three centers, and it was Spezza, perhaps Bonk and Fisher, something like that. 
out of the lineup all at the same time, and they were still winning games. Don't forget, they were missing their top two goalies, and they went on a little bit of a run. We all kind of remember and talk about every once in a while. You guys deal with injuries on a regular basis. This isn't new for Ottawa. No, it's not. Um, but those teams were a little it more just veteran shows the and depth. had a little bit. Yeah, I was going to say they had more depth and they had a little bit more of a veteran presence. And this team just doesn't have that. Um, this is a team that your number one center is still less than. Is he twenty two yet? No, he's twenty one. I think he just turned twenty one. You know, you yeah. got it. That's your number one center. Um, and the guys behind him just don't have the experience. So, you know, apples and oranges, I guess, in the grand scheme of things. But, um, you know, you, and you take out your two, your top two goalies. Um, not only are they rookie goalies, they're, we don't know if they're either going to be NHL goalies at any point in their careers, um, right? The, the two guys that they got back there right well, now. Pierre so Dorian a, wrote it in his a, book. He wrote Sogard NHL Ready in his book, he said. Yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah, but he, but <laughs> yeah. he, but yeah. but but he was unavailable a lot. So t to go back yeah. to that Calgary game, and it's you don't hang it on yep. Mandelazy. That's your fourth string goaltender. It's one thing yeah. to put yep. the backups. The backups going for a long stretch. Oh shit! Third, no, you're down to the fourth stringer. It's again. It's it's a yep. depth thing. It's to me. Yep. It's down the middle, and and don't forget Norris. Norris has been a big, big, big loss. Like it's just Huge. they don't have the goals. they don't. It's not even the goals, Wally. It's how he played at the beginning of the season. He's going out in key defensive situations. Like he probably would have turned into the guy that your matchup center iceman. Stutzler's yeah. okay, more dynamic, but but Norris is your matchup guy. So you're going to a game tonight against Edmonton. I know you don't have last change, but you're probably trying to get Norris out there against McDavid. Who are you putting out against McDavid tonight? Sure. Right? Uh, I think it's, you're just going to roll the lines. And not it. Alex Debrinkat. <laughs> yeah, you're just going to roll tonight, yeah, I think. You, yeah, no. But again, I, it's, it's they're, to answer your question, they're just so inexperienced down the middle with Norris, with the goaltending. It's it's just uh, it's it's a big ask, man. It's a big ask. Bobby, if the Ottawa Senators have Cam Talbot, Anton Forsberg, and Josh Norris for a full season, are they in the playoffs? Um, based on where they're sitting right now, I would say yes. They're they're probably they're probably in a playoff position in a wild card spot um, at the moment. That would be my guess. Yorkie, yeah. yeah, I'd agree with that. I'd agree. I'd, I would agree with that, especially this year where. I keep reading that it's going to only take maybe 92, 93 points. I think they're closer to where they are. And I, I yeah, for sure. The only thing I'll say, though, I, I don't mean, know if they, Stutzla. I don't know if Stutzla has the year he has if Josh Norris is healthy. That's the right, only that's thing I'll say. That's very true, too. Yeah. yeah. I don't think he I gets agree. 31 they, goals. I, but in November, if they weren't a playoff team, and they had yeah. their, their two starting goaltenders. Yeah. Well, you know what? We were waiting. Was... We were waiting for the run. We and we kept saying the run was coming, and they they had that little bit of a run with the five or six game win streak, and then they you know they strung together that that run after the All Star break. I think mm -hmm. we all knew that run was coming at some point. That really got them back into the conversation. Um, I I know we talked about it on the show. When is this run coming? It's coming. It's coming, and it did. 
um, and it put them right within striking distance. And they're still there. I still think they're going to finish in, you know, 17th place in the division uh, or in the conference and be right on the outside looking in. But I don't know what the number of games you make up is. If you put both goalies healthy all year with a healthy Josh Norris, say it's five games, but that's 10 points and that's got you in your spot right there. That's, that's, that's what it is. Yeah. Okay. Uh, just a note, by the way, I looked up Tim Stutzla plays on average two minutes more a night than any other Ottawa Senator forward. That's how reliable really? he's been for yeah. them this year. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. he just he's over just, 21 it, minutes. It's, it's all about slotting. It's all about slotting. If Norris is there, Pinto is on your third line, and then your fourth yeah. line is is either it's either a, a Gambrell or a Brassard or Castellick. Castellick. It just it yeah. changes the the dynamic. the The slotting is so important, and that's that's the biggest thing it does. Yep. I agree completely with you. I don't like to, but I agree with you. I do too. Bang on. <laughs> I just, Bobby's like, I gotta get out of here. The chimney guy's a... coming. <laughs> the chimney guy's coming. <laughs> He's at the door right now. It's a, it's a thirty-two right. degrees, boys. Uh, I, the fire's got to get going here. Yeah. <laughs> get the TV turned on. It'll warm it up. Uh, all right. We'll see you on Thursday. Lots, lots to talk about, including story time. We'll save it till Thursday. Uh, anyway, thanks, boys. We'll talk to you. See you. All right, Jen. Have a good one, boys. See ya. (laughs) Stay warm. Coming in hot is brought to you by Botano.ca. Please hit that like button and subscribe to our channel to never miss an episode. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.